You're listening to Reimagined Radio. Real talk, real life, real magic. And this is Awakened Wellness with your host, Ruby, transformational life coach, yoga practitioner, and the queen of happiness. Sharing her unique brand of functional, logical, and life-changing wisdom to help you achieve an aligned, balanced, and vibrant body, mind, and soul. Thrive not just survive. And now, your host, Ruby. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode. Um, I was pretty keen on this episode. I'm so super excited to share share this information. Um, If any of you want to chat after the episode, you can find me using my um, social media handle, Socially Ruby, um, either on Uh, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. And if you have any follow-up questions, I'll be happy to answer them as well. And today we're talking about five Ayurvedic spices that are good for digestion. And these are not spices or herbs that are difficult to find. I really wanted to pick something that is accessible, that is easy to find and easy to use in every single kitchen, irrespective of the type of cooking you do or whether you do cooking at all. (laughs) So we'll discuss that as we move along. Um, But yeah, so, you know, people have asked me about Ayurveda and cooking and the food I eat uh, because it forms a large part of what I do to keep aligned. Um, And so I thought that this episode would be interesting to answer some of those questions and present to you information that you probably didn't think about or you knew, but you didn't think about or you didn't know it was right there in front of you. So Ayurveda is a 5,000-year-old medicinal philosophy that comes out of the Indian subcontinent. Um, And the philosophy or the idea behind Ayurveda is balancing the natural elements that exist within our body and using diet, herbs, and yogic breathing to create um, a healthy life, an aligned body, aligned mind. So overall, you're experiencing your life in its full vitality. That's the spirit behind, that's the essence of Ayurveda. So both spices and herbs are liberally used in Ayurvedic cooking and Ayurvedic treatments. Uh, but today, of course, we're going to talk about the five most you know, highly regarded uh, spices um, that aid in digestion and they promote a whole range of benefits as far as food and nutrients um, and the functioning of our digestive system is concerned. So, you know, regularly, you know, if we start using the five spices that I'm going to talk about in this episode, you're not only going to bring about, you know, good digestion, but also bring about a balance in your appetite and craving. Now, that's that's the other thing that you must realize that most of Eastern medicine or most of these traditional philosophies, they're all about balance. They don't treat one area. They look at, you know, the situation in a holistic way. And I will tell you that um, 
you know my cravings and how i take in food and what i what i uh, eat don't eat a lot of it depends on the quality of food that i'm already eating so it it's not one or the other they actually go hand um, in hand and the spices that we're going to talk about today are perfect for any body type um and they won't impact you negatively one way or another so uh, just so we are on the same page okay so let's get straight into the spices the first one we're going to talk about is ginger oh ginger i mean i could <laughs> i just love ginger in fresh grated ginger in most of my food i mean i can't think of a dish that i make that doesn't have fresh grated ginger or uh doesn't have ginger that goes into the cooking itself i mean there are very few dishes that get made in my house that does that don't have ginger or at least if you're making two or three dishes one of them will have you know the root will will have ginger in it as an ingredient so the root essentially has significant anti inflammatory and anti um uh, oxidant com- compounds like uh, gingerols and you know there's a host of others um and that's what they are known for so ginger is actually quite versatile i mean it's a must for anybody looking to not only improve digestion but also aid and um soothe the 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 digestion process and and you know i'm not surprised it's known as the universal medicine because it is so versatile and its healing properties are just you know all over the place it does a lot and it cures a whole range of ailments so you know in ayurvedic terms ginger increases the agni element that is within our bodies um so agni element is nothing but the digestive fire and think of it as uh you know you, if you have a good fire burning you know you'll be warm enough you're not going to freeze or your food will get cooked it's not going to be raw so fire in the sense you know the fire as an element um it needs to be in balance because the entire digestion process lies with the fire element it is an element that converts uh one form to another and essentially what we're doing with food is we're converting food in its current form into us our physical matter so um ginger you know kind of increases the digestive fire neutralizes the toxins you know it helps in digestion and the absorption of nutrients that uh, are in the food so it is particularly helpful in cases of nausea so if, whether you have morning sickness or whether you any form any of these two forms of nausea a little bit of ginger tea um or any any steamed uh, food with a little grated ginger um or a little bit of ginger juice diluted Uh, ginger juice uh, it will ease the nausea it will help with nausea it helps with hiccups if you if you suffer from constant and continuous hiccuping uh, or flatulence um it really promotes and you know kind of uh, facilitates 
the easing up of the gas. So if, you, if your tendency is that uh, your body tends to produce a lot of gas, ginger will really, really help. So it, it, it promotes healthy circulation. It helps with coughs and colds and breathing difficulties. Now, that's the other thing I remember. Is as a child or even now, when any of us are coming up, coming, you know, we feel that we're starting to get a cold. It's an onset of a cold or a cough and there's an itchiness in the throat or we feel like a congestion coming up. Immediately, in most Indian households, all mothers, all grandmothers will reach for their ginger paste, will reach for these teas, uh, will reach for these ginger waters with a little bit of honey, thing that is given to people to sip on, like warm ginger water with, with honey, uh, when you start to feel as if a cold is coming on. And it is amazing. It is so potent in preventing the virus taking hold and the cold, full-on cold coming on. I mean, I can't tell you the number of times um, it has been successful. And in fact, I can't remember a time now when I've had a cold and cough last. Like, I don't remember when I had that last. It's just irrespective of the changing season. And that is largely because of some spices that I'm going to talk about today, and especially ginger. So um, there are a few ways to use ginger. I've spoken about a few. So uh, tea, that's like the most common form. We take um, a half, uh, one-fourth teaspoon of grated fresh grated ginger and you just boil it in water or just put it in warm water and you add lemon and you have that uh, water first thing in the morning it's going to boost your immune system and it's going to boost uh, and calm your digest uh, digestive tract so good uh, you're not going to complain of any digestive issues anymore um, you know, or simply, like I said, grated fresh ginger, just put it in curries if you're making um, uh, curries, stews, dals. Um, I like to put it over grated, fresh grated ginger over hot appetizers. Now, whether you're eating meat or whether you're eating vegetarian food, you know, like small appetizers like steamed fish or maybe chicken, steamed chicken, or, and it doesn't have to be steamed. I know I'm saying steamed a lot, but it could be any appetizer, just one or two, um, you know, uh, scrapes of these, this grated ginger, voila, not only will it give a bump to the taste, but you're also consuming the ginger that will help with the food digestion that you're just about to eat. So ginger, number one, um, um, it's easily available. You can buy it, you know, you don't have to go to an Indian store or an Asian store. It's available widely in every grocery shop, every every farmer that sells um, vegetables, you know, there will be people that will sell ginger tea. So it's very accessible, very practical, and extremely, extremely useful. So that's ginger. And now we move on to the second one which I personally like in taste, um, which is cumin. Uh, in Hindi, it's called uh, jeera. Um, and it's invaluable in everyday cooking, at least in Indian cooking. Um, again, like ginger, jeera goes in plenty of dishes. 
and um, you know it's loaded with iron it's got dietary fibers it's got magnesium uh, you know and zinc but let me get back to magnesium but because magnesium is something that our bodies are naturally produced so we have to get enough of it from outside and this particular spice cumin is a good source of magnesium you know um the this particular spice um actually you know like ginger it helps to burn digestive toxins now that's an important part that's that's a very key contribution um that cumin uh provides which is taking care of the toxins that start to build up in your body and especially your digestive tract so it enhances appetite um it is helpful you know um, to the stomach to the liver to the intestine um and you know and especially if you struggle with having a sluggish digestion this spice will come to your rescue so sluggish digestion means that you have low metabolism you you know you, you know you've eaten say you eat something in the morning and you still feel heavy by the time afternoon mid afternoon comes along and you can still feel the food um that is sluggish digestion cumin really does the trick and it will uh, support good digestive process if you have sluggish digestion you know it uh, like i said before it aids in cleansing toxins it helps with um gassy indigestion it helps with bloating belching um and it also facilitates absorption of water in the intestine um you might think that that happens naturally and it should happen naturally but no if your toxins are high and if your intestine is out of whack along with the nutrients water you know it, it it's all just going to build up and that's how you aggravate um a, a digestive issue so a few ways that i like to use cumin simply is by boiling some cumin in water that's it like it, it's the most effective way especially if you're taking it in um to help with digestion boil some cumin in water drain it cool down the water and just sip on that water the only thing i would advise you is that don't put too much of cumin into your water uh because then it will start tasting bitter so tr- i'm sure through trial and error depending on how much water you're boiling at one point in time you'll figure out how how many cumin seeds need to really go through you know a, a teaspoon um or a half a tablespoon should be sufficient for 1 liter of water and you don't want to boil it too long um you know 5 to 8 minutes should be good enough and then you just keep sipping on uh, that water throughout the day or the other way you can do this is dry roast the cumin and then make it into a powder form and sprinkle that um you know tiny bits of that over you know meals the other way i like to consume it is if i'm having a uh, plain yogurt uh, along with the salt like a teeny bit of salt i'll put a teeny bit of cumin as well you won't believe the taste of yogurt 
when you put just a sprinkle of uh, cumin in that yogurt. I I sometimes even take it with plain rice and and that that yogurt cumin combination. On a summer's day, I promise you, it is heaven because you're nourished. You you've eaten something and you don't feel sweaty and heavy and claustrophobic or you know just lumpy because you've eaten some oily food. It is the best thing, one of the best and easiest foods that I could think of uh, on a hot hot summer's day. So yeah, so that was cumin. Now my favorite, my third favorite. I know I keep saying that all of these are favorite, but essentially all of these five spices are my favorite. Um, not only in taste, um, which of course they make a huge difference in the food that I eat, um, but also because um, they're so helpful um, in maintaining how I feel within my my body. I can feel the difference when I when I have these spices. So the third one we're going to talk about is coriander. Now, coriander can be consumed either fresh, that is in its leafy form, or it can be consumed a, as a seed. I mean, not that you're popping seeds, but the seed gets into powder and then you have coriander powder. Essentially, it's the same um, plant. Um, the leafy, leafy, le- um, the leafy part of the of the plant you're going to you know cut off and then eat, have in your salads or whatever. But then if you let the plant grow and at the end of the season when the flowers bloom through, they leave behind these seeds, and these seeds are then dried and made available in the markets. Now you can powder those and use them in plenty of different dishes. But let's figure out. What, a, what does coriander actually bring to the table, except, you know, most of us think of coriander as a garnish. Um, but what does it bring to the table? So the, 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 this particular spice is always kept at hand. And it's used, like I said, in a lot of cooking. And it can be used in the fresh form or the dried form. You know, the leafy part of the plant has a cooling effect for upset stomach um, or, you know, an irritable digestion that you may be suffering from right now. Whereas the powdered seed has balancing properties. So it soothes the irritative digestive system and it also stimulates the appetite. So people suffering from excessive heat, for example, or acidity or IBS um, will find that coriander is their best friend. So anything that is that is aggravated or irritable within the summer, coriander um, in its leafy form uh, is really good. Um, or also coriander seed in its powdered form in, in proportions uh, help balance that irritation. So it is, it is a, a toxin digester. That's the big one. So this is not about cleaning the toxins. Coriander can actually break down the toxins um, and help with the um, you know removal of the toxins from that sense. So this is this is one spice which is known as the toxin digester. It's a worm killer, and it is one that alleviates 
flatulence and bloating. So this is another spice that if you are prone to bloating, um, and this is good for women, um, you know, we all have our, you know, times of the month when it gets just we feel terrible coriander um, leaf uh, in different forms. Uh, if you consume it, it really does help with uh, the bloating. So it's a great natural defense against allergens and is um, very valuable in um, protecting, um, you know, and curing skin ailments. Um, and it has been known to improve eyesight. But I can't speak to that because um, I find coriander, I, know, I personally know the difference it makes in bloating. Um, and if I have, you know, I'm feeling acidity or if I'm feeling uh, an excessive heat in my stomach, I know that coriander really makes that difference. Um, but yeah, it hasn't been known or in Ayurveda, uh, it is recommended even it's one of the things that is recommended uh, to improve uh, eyesight uh, amongst other things. So few ways we can use coriander. So if you're using the fresh leafy uh, part um, of coriander, all you have to do is just uh, maybe take a freshly chopped coriander leaf and then you sprinkle it on your salad if you're having salads maybe. Or if you're having soup, um, you plate up and then right on top you can put, garnish it with a few coriander leaves. Um, the other thing I want to say is that when we're consuming coriander in its leaf form, it is much better to chop it as fine as possible instead of consuming the entire leaf. Now, there are two things. Um, why you should actually chop it up. If any of you out there don't like the taste of fresh coriander leaf because to some it might taste soapy, um, chopping it up kind of mellows that taste and it removes it completely. So that there's a good reason right there. In case you, you don't like the particular taste of coriander, you find it to be soapy, you want to chop it up. But more importantly, the reason we want to chop up coriander is when we chop it up, it gets its enzymes and juices flowing. So, so from the cutting board onto the soup, and by the time it reaches you, it's nice and ready, and um, you know it's prepped up. Its juices are ready. The enzymes are out. It's flowing, and it, it really has a more um, effective impact than consuming the leaf on its own. It's like whole spices, right? Like the whole spice um, on its own, yeah, you can you you notice the difference. I mean, it's stronger, the smells are stronger, the oils are released. So that's exactly what happens with chopping up of coriander leaves um, as well. You know, um, the other way that coriander leaf can be used is if you have a favorite pesto recipe, uh, you may want to try which pesto recipe can take in coriander and then just mix it up. So, you know, when you're grinding it up and making pesto, just throw in a few coriander leaves. Voila. Perfect, beautiful tasting 
pesto with the Ayurvedic spice, which is coriander leaf. Now, in case you don't go the fresh route and, uh, you know, you want to have um, ground coriander seeds, that's like, I mean, you can pretty much in any Persian, Indian, Asian cook- uh, cooking, uh, in curries um, and vegetables, coriander uh, a seed, which is powdered, is used in a multitude of, of, of recipes. Um, so yeah, next time you're making curries, next time you're making any kind of Persian dishes, pulao's, biryanis, and whatnot, um, coriander will naturally be part of the, the cuisine. So that was the third spice, which is coriander, and we will be back after this. You're listening to Reimagined Radio. Real talk, real life. Real magic. And we are back. So, so far we've talked about ginger. We've talked about cumin. And before we went on that short break, we talked about coriander. So these are the three spices, um, Ayurvedic spices, that should be with you at all times. And you should be consuming these regularly to improve and aid digestion. So let's move on to the called hing in Hindi or asafoetida in English. Now I have to be honest that when I um, was thinking through which spices I'm going to talk about, I had to Google hing um, and look for the English word. Because honestly, up until now, <laughs> I've had no clue what it is called in English. I, I mean, everyone I know and everyone that speak, you know, that that I speak to or in the supermarkets or whatever, whenever I need it, I'll just say, I'll just ask them for hing, and they'll tell me, yeah, that's where it is. Um, but yeah, I had to. That was like really funny because I, I realized I don't know what it what's the word in English, but the English word for hing is asafoetida. And um, hing is special. And the reason I say it's special because it has a very, very strong smell. Um, If you have hing in your house, in your spice cupboard, and you by mistake leave the... um, the bottle open, yeah, you're going to walk back into that cupboard or open that cupboard to a really, really strong smell. So it doesn't bother me. Um, I like it. It's familiar. It smells of my grandmother's, um, you know, pantry, um, which I wonder now, (laughs) did she leave the hing open? But, you know, it's familiar. I don't mind it. But I know of people who have encountered King for the first time and they take a nice big whiff of it and they're like, oh my God, what is this? It doesn't smell rotten or it's not foul smelling, but it just has a really strong smell. So I'm warning you in advance that if you do get it and if you do decide to use it, um, you are going to be taken back by the strength of that smell. Um, But when you use it in small quantities, which it, which is exactly how it is used. You don't consume it this, this particular spice in large quantities. So when you use it in small quantities, don't have that overpowering smell or you won't feel that overpowering taste 
in your food. I promise. Um, in fact, um, you know, most of the time, you don't even know that hing has been added. I bet you've eaten in some Persian or Indian or Asian restaurant, and it was in there in some of the curries and some of the biryanis and some of the dals. And you didn't know the difference. You could only taste maybe the tomato or the chili or the, you know, mustard seed or the ghee or whatever. You you can't taste it uh, at the quantities that it is meant to be used at. So don't worry, you're in good hands. Um, so hing has, again, a very calming effect to the digestive fire of your body. It is used to soothe the body soothe the stomach and um, the intestine. So it strengthens digestion, yes, and it also helps in treating bloating, abdominal, uh, abdominal pain, and flatulence. Um, the power of Hing to treat and control gas um, or bloating is phenomenal. Like no other spice does it as well as Hing does uh, or Asafoetida does. Uh, it is really, really potent and powerful in controlling that aspect of digestion. And um, it, this particular spice also helps with killing of intestinal uh, worms. This is another reason why um, this particular spice is recommended in Ayurveda uh, quite a bit. You know, the, 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 this particular, the, you know, the, the spice has incredible power. I call it superpower. Uh, in making legumes and pulses easier to digest. Um, I mean, as it is, you know, a lot of people um, that I talk to, they don't like having too much, too many pulses or dals or lentils um, because they, they feel, you know, after they consume it, they feel a little gassy or they feel that it's difficult to digest and it gives them nausea. Um, but that I also know that they're not using hang in, in, the preparation because if you use hang in the preparation of your pulses and legumes and lentils um, you're not going to find that issue because um, this particular spice helps you digest uh, the, the the stuff uh, that exists within uh, these these particular foods. So, how can you use asafoetida uh, in every day? Well, take a tiny pinch of powder, you know, of the powder, and just put it in the put it put it in the dish that you're cooking, the pulse that you're cooking. Just put a pinch of it, and that's it. This also is a replacement for onion or uh, garlic. So, if you're used to putting like a little pinch of garlic powder on your food, you can replace it with egg. It, it has the same taste. They bring the same flavor. And you're actually going to consume something really, really good in the bargain. And the last one that we're going to talk about is turmeric. Turmeric. Um, in the recent years, turmeric has got a lot of news. Um, it is uh, in the current you know scenario, turmeric blogs and talks and 
Um, there's a lot of discussion on turmeric and suddenly kind of become really popular, at least in the West. But this is a spice which has been prized by the Eastern countries thousands of years, like thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Um, and it is prized because it has purifying qualities um, of the most important digestive organs. So this particular spice helps the liver like no other thing in the world, uh, which is why it is it has always been revered. It has always been called as the golden spice, and it and it it turmeric is used in every single dish that is made in the eastern uh, uh, in the east. You know, um, taking regularly um so if you take turmeric regularly it not only helps in digestion but it calms inflammation it reduces buildup of undigested food in the intestinal tracts and it helps reduce the pathogenic bacteria that can build up in your system uh furthermore it aids in stomach ulcers and makes the digestion um, specifically of protein, easier for the body. So, um, and I, I, I think in recent times I've also heard or I've seen somewhere that there, there is a promise to turmeric beyond just digestion and cleaning the liver and killing these bacteria and all. There are studies that are linking or at least are showing promising results between turmeric and certain intestinal cancers that get um, that a lot of people are in the modern era at least uh, seem to be getting. But that's you know it's a promising study. Uh, those are promising uh, results that are showing. But in Ayurveda, um, is revered because it helps the liver, it helps uh, the bacteria. It it help it helps with killing the bacteria. It helps with undigested food, uh, it, it, it is a very powerful um, uh, anti-inflammation tool, uh, not only used for digestion, but also for the skin and all, but particularly for digestion, consuming turmeric every day um, really keeps your gut in control. So how can you use turmeric? Plenty of ways, but if you, you want to consume maybe half a teaspoon on a daily basis, you don't want to have like spoons and spoons of turmeric. Remember, excess of anything is not good. So anyone that tells you, please consume, like I have like five spoons of turmeric per day, I'm not sure where they're getting their guidance from. You want to be sensible. This is a long-term game. This is a life change that you're making so half a teaspoon daily is good enough you can put it in its uh, in a in, in its powdered form in soups and dals and curries or any one pot meal that you're going to um you know cook up um or again as children this is something that is done very regularly children are normally given like half a glass of warm milk and mothers or grandmothers would always put uh, you know a little bit of turmeric, a pinch of turmeric into the warm glass, and that is given. So you can consume it uh, with half a cup of warm milk if you'd like. Um, generally, it is, I've always seen it consumed um, before going to bed. 
like half an hour before going to bed. But I think you can take it anytime during the day. Um, and if you do not want to take it with milk, you can take it with warm water as well. Although I must tell you, you may want to try it with honey because I'm not sure whether you would love the taste of just the turmeric powder in warm uh, water. But there you go. The, these five spices, um, which are everyday spices, nothing fancy, nothing complex. And even if you do not cook, um, you can consume these by form or another. You do not have to have complex recipes and multiple recipes um, to consume these spices and to benefit from the wisdom of Ayurveda. Um, I hope to see you um, online, chat with you online. You can find me on everydayloamagic.com. That's my website. Or use my social handle, Socially Ruby, um, on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And you can chat with, chat with me and bring your follow-up questions. Until next time, thank you guys for listening and have a wonderful, wonderful day ahead.